I have discovered something. I have become more. I am the podcast host that I was always meant to be. See, this is like this. I hope you know you're recording this. This already invalidates like any take you're about to say on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but a year of Excelsior has already done that. I I have become God. Anyways, I have no, so many right, options. Can you turn it off now. <laughs> Don't turn on the other. Please stop. This is so wacky. Do not. We all have things to do. And what do you have to do? You just no, no. You just woke up from a nap, and you're in, and you're 50 minutes late to the recording. What else do you have to do? Last of Us comes out in three hours. So I know, and I, I can't watch it till next have, week, and I'm so pissed. I have. Undisclosed things I need to do at six thirty-two. At six thirty-two on the dot. So you have so so you have forty-two minutes for this recording. No, I have an hour. Oh, that's right, because you're because you're an hour behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was like, so he has three hours. <laughs> so, so we all just collectively forgot that, that time zones are a thing. I'm glad that we all forgot that at the exact same time. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, with that, guys, welcome back to the Excelsior podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Mossenberger. Today, I am joined by Patrick Steinbach. Hello. And Ethan Wagner. Good to be here. Awake. Yeah. Uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, and so good to be here. I love Excelsior. I love He loves Excelsior so much that despite being the one to suggest that we record at this time, is an hour late to record. <laughs> and, and, and that's why uh yeah so today we're going to be doing a little bit of a two-parter talking about puss in boots and glass onion because we all want to talk about them and just never did when they came out uh and we're going to start with puss in boots we also Logan wanted is... by the way to talk about wanted avatar. to talk about avatar. i will see okay you know what i will watch it i will watch it tomorrow i don't fact, believe you I'll, I'll literally watch it tomorrow i'll literally watch it tomorrow i'm literally gonna go tomorrow all you had to well, do was go to the uh, Okay, I don't know why you're saying that to me. Get get tickets. Go see it. James Cameron sweep. James Cameron sweep. Um, but Bro also, like, Avatar's... Three movies in the top five. Yeah, no, They're, like, top five or six. Um, it's yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna talk about Puss in Boots until Logan gets here, and then we're gonna talk about Glass Onion once Logan is here, because and then Puss in Boots is really good. I'm going to leave. When the episode's done, yeah, this is not going to be like an hour and a half episode. Well, I, I, didn't watch, I didn't watch Glass Onion. Oh my god! Oh, okay, bro. okay. So then you'll leave. So then you'll leave Glass Onion, or just like we like, so, uh, just yeah. like cover your ears. Um, okay. my, no, my, uh, that, no, but that means that I'm gonna be gamed up on by the two last Glass Onion haters in the world. No, nah, but that—that's what you're. 
That's your, but Patrick, you're you're training for this. Yeah, you've literally trained for this for for years. This is not literally, my degree, <laughs> but also just like this is no, exactly but also like, <laughs> but all, yeah, but also like years of Excelsior have prepared you for this. But before. it's hard to like argue with people that are just making points that are objectively wrong with full confidence. My my no. Before we get into this, also, um, have yeah. either of you guys watched the movie Smile? No. I really wanted to, no. and I have not yet, but I really wanted to. JP told me not to. And um, Smile's great. Yeah, and, I uh, wanted to watch it. Yeah, okay, well, let's get into let's get into, yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that it? Just watch Smile? Okay. Yeah, Puss in Boots. Well, no, uh, no, no is, well, Smile's good. I was wondering if we could throw a couple other movies. Like, I mean, what else are we talking about? Violent Night for a little Dude, I'd love. Well, I would October. love to talk about Violet Night. I would be. Well, I'm just saying, so, like, I think it's like yeah, a couple yeah. like 2022 movies that we're like trying. Yeah, to no, no, up. I'm down for that. I am. I am so happy to talk about Violet Night. If you want to talk about Logan Violet Night, I want to yeah, talk like, about I, Puss in Boots. So. Let's okay, okay, Puss in Boots. Yeah, so Puss in Boots for me is undisputably the sleeper hit of 2022. Like that movie came out of absolutely, bro. That movie came out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah, no, no. I think before it came out, like, were you really gonna like get hype about Puss in Boots? No. And then it came out, and we were like, "Holy shit! It's such an unbelievably good movie. It has this easily, like, handily, the second best antagonist in any animated movie uh, by a wide margin. Um, it's so the good. Like, I wouldn't change. He always, he like consistently has done this, where he says it's the second best villain, doesn't mention who the first is. Oh, sorry, sorry. I think Shen is you probably the best. <laughs> sorry, I think Shen is probably the best nope. animated film. Shen? He means Kung Fu Panda Two. Like, like Ethan. But like, also, but like, also, like, death might be better than Shen. Spoiler alert, by the way, for Puss in Boots, the villain is death. Um, but if you listen to the podcast, I assume that you are okay with spoilers. Um, I don't know. Uh, death might be number one. Like, I need to rewatch Kung Fu Panda Two. Uh, but anyways, uh. I, I don't even think there's a single thing I would change about Puss in Boots. I thought it was super cool the way they like had all of the fairy tales be, like in, interact with each other in that one universe, and they're just like things that exist. I thought that was really cool. Uh, the fight scenes are obviously incredible. All of the little details, like death being in, like the wolf being in the corner of the title cards when it's showing Puss in Boots' deaths, or like that death is watching during the fight with the giant or that the giant rings the bell seven times, all each ring of the bell corresponds to a different death that Puss in Boots has had. Like, there's so many small things that just add up, and then you also have the really big things, like, it's knockout performances, an amazing villain, really good plot and good messaging, and just a great character arc overall for, like, everyone in the movie. Uh, the, the set, I mean, set design is a weird way to say it. Like the environment design is out of this world. Like that scene where they're shifting through all of the different, um, like dreams in the forest, and like the final battle being on top of that star. It's just such a good movie. I'm sorry, it's such a good movie. Somebody else can talk now. I just wanted to go on that little tangent there. I love Puss in Boots. Can you have something or? Okay, um, to me, Puss in Boots, um, is my, it's a corollary to Toy Story 3, um, for me, because Toy Story 3, you look at that movie, and what is so great about it, even if I don't like it, 
is that the kids who were Andy's age when they watched Toy Story 1 and loved Toy Story 1 grew up in the same time frame as Andy and were Andy's age in Toy Story 3. And so the audience that it's playing to and the people that it's made by are growing with the characters. And you look at Puss in Boots and what they've clearly done here is they got fresh talent that grew up on the Shrek movies, right? And the people that are making these movies clearly just sort of get the characters they're working with and understand the world that they're working in and what makes it so great. And that's why even though this movie came out like years and years after the Shrek movies, I think it captures the magic of that fairy tale world like a little a little better than any of the Shrek movies have before. 100%. Because it's... No, I agree with that. I agree with that. No way. I agree with that. that. I agree with that. that. I agree with that. You're talking, no, you're talking to somebody who doesn't like the Shrek movies. So I know, I know, I know, I know. And I know that's what you genuinely believe in your heart, but it's just something that is wrong. Like, <laughs> you're... you're If you're going to about to argue me on the Shrek movies, you're going to get nowhere. But wait, no, no, wait, 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 Patrick, 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 wait, pause, genuine question, is it that Puss in Boots is like, a, like, feels to you like a more fantastical, magical exploration of the fairy tale stuff, or is it a better, like, reimagining of the fairy tales? Because those are two, like, I'm curious, uh, I those think are two it things. is a, I think it is a better movie, I think it is a better version of a movie taking fairy tale aspects and turning them on their heads, which is what Shrek has always done. But to me, Shrek I don't know if I agree with, with a kind of cynical side. With a what? Well, Shrek literally had, that's a fact. Yeah, Shrek yeah, yeah, no, no, 100%. But Shrek, the Shrek movies always did it with kind of a cynical, jokey manner. And I feel like Puss in Boots was a lot more delightful. And that works for me yeah. way better. That, well, I think, yeah, delightful. I, yeah. Think that is, I think that is fair. Yeah, I, I think would, that's right. I, I don't know what Jordan's saying. It's definitely what the Shrek movies are doing, but... Um, no, I was no, I, I was talking about something else. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't even think, I don't know if any of the Shrek movies are better than Puss in Boots necessarily. Like overall, I, I don't know if I would land there. You guys are all pretty low on the Shrek movies, I think. Um, no, I love, I love Shrek one and two. I love Shrek one. And two. Yeah, I know. I just I, I did, our ranking, like, <laughs> just um, I. I think you're right to characterize it as like a little more cynical in, in the Shrek movies. Um, personally, I think they do it better in Shrek. Um, sorry, my friend just threw my shoes in the room. Um, I think they do it better in the Shrek movies. Um, I think the main cast... I'm hitting that I'm av- I feel like I'm now because I feel like you guys are overhyping it a little bit cuz I'm a huge Puss in Boots fan and I told I watched it first so well this wasn't my movie of the year I-, I was just talking about what was great about it No 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 100% yeah I just want to make sure yeah. we're not going too far in that direction just cuz like just to like say the other side like I loved the main cast right like I thought Goldilocks and the Three Bears were a little weird and a little out of place sometimes definitely not positive guys but like yeah to compare that to what shrek was doing where like like especially in the later shrek movies where they really delve into it yeah. um 
I think they are integrating fairy tales way better. I don't know if that makes it necessarily a better movie, but I, I, like when we're talking about incorporating like other fairy tales into a universe like that, like there's like the two villains, um, which I think are really good, and the main cast, which I think is really good. But when we think about the idea of just like incorporating different fairy tales into a universe. I don't know if they did like an insane job with. Well, no, I that. think I think for like, me, I think you're right that Shrek like incorporates the fairy tale. No, I was just ahead, saying no, it's definitely more delightful, and if that's what you you prefer, that's that's something that's a different point. But to say like more objectively, like who is like incorporating these fairy tales into like a more adult but like still like kid way, I think Shrek is just more creative. And they they do it on a much larger universal yeah. scale. And they also have more movies too. And like I'm not even mentioning the first person boots in this because the first person boots I think does this more as well. But like when I think of like like Humpty Dumpty in the first movie, um, I think they do a better job. And it's more cynical too. It's more like the original. But like I think they do a better job integrating a character who like has this like super simplistic backstory in fairy tales. And giving him like a lot of depth from a lot of different angles, right? And like whether you like the directions they took with it is like up to you. But just on that point specifically, I, I, I didn't think it that was not the part that like the universe building um, with other characters wasn't the point, wasn't the part of Puss in Boots that blew me away. And I don't think that necessarily needs to blow you away for it to be a good movie. But yeah, that's kind you of know, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say blew me away, but I will say that to me at least, Puss in Boots does really well is taking these fairy tales that we all know, you know, because we all grew up with them, and reimagining them in a really interesting way, right? Like Goldilocks and the Three Bears being a crime family. It's like really just like a cool thing that the movie did. Having death be synonymous with the big bad wolf from Little Riding Hood is just like yeah, a yeah, cool was... thing. And it was and it was like a nice really? one where I was like, that's I was like, that's really cool. And like I really appreciate what you're going for. Um, I think you're right that Shrek, the, the Shrek franchise, probably integrates the fairy tales themselves a little bit better, especially with like you know Shrek Three, which is not a good movie, but like a very expansive um, integration of all these stories. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah. That's what, I was, I, that's what I was trying to say. But I think I think what stuck out to me in in the way that Puss in Boots handles that stuff is it reimagines it really well. Uh, but that's but you're also 100 percent right. That is not the best part of Puss and Boots because the best part of Puss and yeah. Boots is Puss and Death, and like like their dynamic is on a whole other level. Um, I like I could talk about how cool Death is like, as as the character for like an hour. Like it's I mean you guys can go to it. like it's I love all of that. Yeah, I I think. Um... It's one of those villains that you're you're kind of surprised that they let them make a villain. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like yeah, it's a dark movie. It's like an adult movie. It's it's a dark movie, and the wolf is pretty scary. Like he's not he's not like uh, I had nightmares about the wolf scary, but I was watching and I was like, oh damn, this is this is cool. They're letting this guy be intense, and they're letting that guy like. The, the, it was funny because it reminded me of Toy Story 3 as well. And I was going to say, Yo, it reminded it. me of this, the scene that always stuck out to me and my dad. And the reason why, my dad thinks Toy Story 3 is the best one. That, that's, his, that's, his, that's his favorite. Like, he would have put it at the top of our list for, like, animated 
films. And we, we put our pretty high. It's still the same. We're pretty consistent on that. But like, he's like that scene where there are like in the garbage disposal and like Woody's just like sat kind of like made the like save for, and like, they're just all like holding their hands, like ready to die. Like that scene's like an intense ass, like scary scene for a kid's movie. And you're a little like surprised, like how messed up that is. And death, that whistle. Damn. Oh my god, man! I'm just like walking around one day and I hear that. I'm gonna, dude. I'm bolting. I'm out of here. I am gone. I just hear that shit. I'm gonna be like, fuck. Like, yeah. Like, like, it's yeah. It's also because they placed him so well throughout the movie. Because you have this whole sequence at the start. Where he's just, he, they built him up to be like this invincible, basically, figure that like Puss just cannot compete with. Then they take him out of the movie. He's just gone for like an hour, it feels like. And, and then so when they bring him back, you can tell how long like Puss has been dreading this. And they did the little misdirect towards the start where the bears come by the cabin and Puss thinks it's the wolf. And they made Puss so afraid of him that, like, you couldn't help but feel it. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, no, no, I think, like, and, and this is something we'll talk about more with Glass Onion, but everything the characters are feeling, you are right there with them. No, Patrick, don't roll your eyes, because it is, a, it is an important part of storytelling. Feeling, like, I, like, like you are right there with Not Puss and Boots. every Boo. single character, you're only doing it with Puss, silly. Okay, fine, with the central character, Patrick. Yeah, he's you're silly, right yeah. Personally, I wouldn't take that. You're, you're, you're right there. You're right there with them. Um, yeah, death is insane. I also thought the the scene that really stuck out to me, and I actually watched, by the way. Uh, there's there's a clip you can find of the behind the scenes taping of that scene in the bar when Death first encounters Puss in Boots, and the thing that stuck out to me, where I was like, "Holy shit, this movie came to play," is when they first fight and Death and like Puss starts bleeding. Like from his forehead, and I was like, "Yo, like this, isn't this like a PG movie? Like, nah, like when's the last? Like when is the last time you saw an animated character start bleeding? And they make because they just got this. stabbed. They make a joke about this in the movie too. Like, I don't know if you caught it, but like, and they're like alluding to like how like fucked up it is. But like, Kitty like soft paws is like, yeah, yeah. Like I knew you said like a villain was chasing you." But I didn't realize it was like fucking that. <laughs> like she literally, yeah. like she's like, holy shit! Like, like because <laughs> she's she's been this like pretentious, like know it all, you know, the whole fucking movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but it's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's it's, nah, it's, it's death. like fucking death. Like, holy shit! And like the whole like fucking comedic relief, whatever. Um, Pietro. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He also Perito, like, Perito. He, what? Perito. Perito. Perito, 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 whatever. I, I watched the movie, Pietro Perito, whatever. Movie like a month ago, guys. Uh, okay, <laughs> calm down. Um, like he freaks out too, because the whole point is he gets like pushed back by the fire, and like that final fight scene. And then like, no, nah, I can't even like we, we haven't talked about it enough. Like animation, holy crap! The animation. Oh my god, like, we haven't Dude, mentioned the, the blend. Word. It like ties the whole thing together. Like, oh my god, no, animation. the the blend. Yeah. The blend of 2D and 3D, and it starts, by the way, with the uh, the fight with the giant in that village. The blend of 2D and oh, wait, 3D wait, 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 wait. animation. Before we get in, before we move on from this, actually, 
did you guys know it was death before? Because I talked to Jordan about this. Yes, yeah. I got I got it spoiled for me. I you knew it was it, death. I don't think it was like a major spoiler. Though. But like, low key, like I watched that movie like not knowing that, right? Because I was watching it with my little cousins, which is mm-hmm. also hilarious, by the way. But like, yeah. more importantly, because like all the older cousins came out like, damn, that was sick, and like, <laughs> it was like a little intense. But like, um, but like, like. We only watched it because, like, my dad was just like, oh, it got great ratings and, like, we need to watch a kid's movie, right, for the kids. Like, last year I watched Sing 2, which is also on par with the greatest films ever created, you know? Like, and so, like, um, <laughs> sorry, that, that's funny. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry, he, he got himself with that one. For all you guys who think Puss of Boots is all that, like, <laughs> Go back and watch Sing too. Like that shit's animation. But like, um, <laughs> but but um, we didn't know it was death. And I think like making it death is actually like it's such an amazing motivation for a villain. Oh my god! Like it's because it's such a. It's like it. It's not bad that his motivation is just because it's first you think he's a bounty hunter. Like, I genuinely believed he was a bounty hunter. Yeah, 100%. And, like, you're thinking, like, okay, like, the big giant guy hired a bounty hunter to, like, kill him, right? And you're like, holy shit, it's fucking death. Like, and it adds, like, I don't know, it like, that shit could have been, like, really cringy, I feel like, and it adds, like, a whole dimension to the scariness but we, we can talk about the, the well it's because they it, it's because they made him they made it make sense yeah why yeah yeah his goal is pushed specifically it's not it's not like he's just this unrelenting force for no reason they like making it so that he has like just built up rage at the way puss has been living his life and not paying any attention to death, not considering death like even a possibility. Um, and taking somebody who's so powerful and saying, like, you don't deserve these nine lives. Like, nothing you have done has, like, shown any respect to the value of your life. Um, and I'm going like to kill you for it. such a fucked up deep concept. And, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And it makes perfect so sense. And... That's why it doesn't come across as cringy. I think that it's death is because like, but, oh my god, death actually has a vendetta against him. He's not just like coming I, after him. I also love like the way Puss defeats death. It's not like he beats him in a fight. It's that death just honors his word and recognizes that Puss values his life and like just like, just keeps his promise. That like like that's why I wanted to kill you, but you're not that guy anymore. You're not the legend. Like that scene is so good. This movie's so fucking good, dude. This movie, all this conversation is doing is reaffirming in my mind how good this movie is. Um, yeah, I think yeah. the the reason this isn't like my greatest of all time, it's one of those situations where it's like everything about this movie is really good, but it wasn't like I was crying. Yeah, know, yeah, no. I, during I think if just, we, so just to bring it back a little. Yeah, yes, yeah, we yes. do have to bring it back. Uh, Yes, yes. I think yeah. I think if we like had this on our finale or our season two finale list, this would probably be like top of A. I think we'd be maybe. talking about been, it top of A. It, 
I would have been in the A tier. It would have been an A tier movie. I don't know where I would. I would have probably. I would have probably had it top of A. I don't think it breaks into S tier. Like maybe it does, but like nah, I don't think wouldn't. you can make the argument. I don't think you can make the argument that it's like the best animated movie of all time, right? Because while I think and like you know, this is I think it's not necessarily a negative because the film isn't going for this. It's just something that keeps it out of being in contention for the best of all time. It's, I think the reasons why we love the movie are because it's just, A, it's a supremely well movie. It's a supremely well-made movie. It's really original, right? And, and, and for people our age, it's awesome that an animated movie like this can tackle these sorts of concepts in a really mature way. I don't think it quite strikes the emotional note that something like Wally or Finding Nemo or Kung Fu Panda 2 hits, right? Did we not put it's not Coco a film. on our li- list? No, we did. Coco's it was A-tier. Oh, Coco was A-tier. Yeah, I'm seeing it now. Yeah, sorry, right. continue. Like, it, it, it's not quite at that level, and so I think that keeps it out of being in that tier. But it is very good. Like, like, no, it would be like, top of A-tier. I would like yeah. to go into it more, though. Like, how would you articulate why... Because I have a feeling, like, when I'm looking at the A-tier... I love our list, by the way. We low, we low-key killed this. Oh, list. dude, our list is so good. This is the best... It's so good. probably the best list we've ever made. I think... I'm, I'm pretty dude, this is probably the best ranking of movies that exists out there. Yeah, like, we're, we're missing some movies, and it'd be, it'd be an interesting episode to maybe, like, re-look at it. You wanna you wanna redo the, the finale? Not redo it. The four-hour episode that got us into a physical fight? Yeah, not redo it. I think it would be interesting to harken back to it with maybe some of the movies we missed because there were movies that people got annoyed that we missed. I know, also, I know. A lot of the movies we missed, balls. we missed because I haven't watched them and probably won't. Yeah. So. I still need to watch Ryan the Last Dragon yes, because you, you were um, you were hyping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, we were talking about the animation. I, I think that the way things are going, um, studio, and I think this is a good thing. Uh, studios are going to have a tougher and tougher time making um the same old animation movies yeah because you look at it um for years and years basically tangled until i don't know like frozen 2 and ryan the last dragon and stuff well even sooner i mean look at like wally and finding Nemo, like that 3d like style well yeah but that was pixar like i'm talking i'm talking like disney animation studios um with I think they're very pretty movies, but the same animation style, the same animation look, and a lot of it feel where it's like you could look at Rapunzel in Tangled, you could look at Anna and Elsa in Frozen, and those are pretty much, they're they're very, like, similar style-wise. And I think that worked for that, you know, eight to nine year period. But the way that Disney animation works historically, um, and the way I think it is working right now, you can see it, is that it goes through significant periods of ups and downs. Um, And I think we've entered the down period where you look at, like, back 1940s or something, like, they release Snow White, they release uh, a couple other, I think... Fantasia. Stuff like that, that it was popular back then, whether or not it should have been. Um, Cause that's so good, yeah. A- and then you got ten years of Disney releasing like wartime era shorts animation um, off the back of World War II that were not popular, that were not received well. 
then they release um like the little mermaid and stuff and the disney renaissance starts and you get aladdin lion king and then they were making chicken little you know um <laughs> there, chicken little chicken Dude, little chicken little you just brought back so many memories chicken no. <laughs> little oh my god the sky the, the, the sky is falling dude no, then, then they they release chicken little they release home on the range they re, they release movies like that does anybody remember was it over the hedge under that what's I that think movie over called? the hedge is dreamworks um, no, I know, but like, yes, I do. That's a these are some. There's like a set that's of. What I'm saying, characters. I'm saying, if we redid the list, we could add some animated movies. I'm not no, saying. Yeah. No, 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 I understand. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying. There's a set of four years where you got like Chicken Little, Jimmy Neutron, and Over the Hedge, and like flushed away and whatever else. Where I'm convinced every animation studio was just smoking crack. Yeah, because those like, movies are fucking insane. Uh, but Over then, the head, you know. Insane. That shit's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> those movies are ridiculous. Anyway, Patrick, but then like years. 2010 comes around and you get tangled and you get another period of eight years of, of goodwill. And it's it's like the Disney revival, it's called. And so I, I think that like just you go through periods of just dips and changes in quality. And I think animation studios like Disney that are going through it right now, like they just released Strange World. Nobody went. Yeah, I, I got that. I got panned. Um. They're, they're going to face a lot of pressure to make just super passionate projects like Puss in Boots with interesting animation, 2D. Well, isn't Puss, is DreamWorks, is DreamWorks a part of Disney? No, no, I, I'm saying, because DreamWorks, oh, like had, a, Boots, DreamWorks yeah, yeah. had a great year. DreamWorks had yeah. Puss in Boots, DreamWorks had The Bad Guys, which people really liked. Uh, there was one more also that I'm forgetting. Um, look it up. Look yeah, it up. look it up. I, I think. It might have it might have been early last year or something, but Dream, DreamWorks had a really solid um, set of movies, and I, oh, I they had it, a they had Crudes. I think they released no, no. Crudes. I'm thinking of something else. Nah, that, dude, that that was that was different. Um, uh, oh, the new Boss Baby. No, whatever. Because the only the only I'll, stuff I'll, I'll look at it later. Um, but anyway, I just think that it's it's like better for animation when movies like Puss in Boots come out at specific yep. times because it forces the big players like Disney's hand to do better. <clears throat> but I take it one step further. I think that we're seeing a tidal wave of not necessarily new animation studios, but new levels of popularity for non-Disney, non-Pixar, non-DreamWorks animated projects. That's forcing Spirit those Unchained, companies. Was that the movie you were thinking of? No, no okay. uh, uh, it might not be specifically DreamWorks. I meant like studios outside of Disney. Though yeah, DreamWorks yeah. with the bad yeah. guys and Puss in Boots did have a good great year. year. Anyways, anyways, uh, I think there was a new level of popularity. Like, like think about like Spider Verse, right? Spider Verse is like a wake up call that was like, oh <laughs> shit! Like there's now competition uh, in the animated space. Uh, Arcane, Edge Runners, which I know are more are more shows and more adult like, still represent new competition for Disney. Uh, anime being a hugely popular thing now in the U.S. is new competition for Disney, right? Because their, their primary cohort, their primary demographic, all of us who grew up with Disney during the Disney revival has now aged out of Disney. And, we're not, and we've now gone on to new things. So I definitely think Patrick's right. Like, you're right. Like, yeah, uh, they sort of need to figure out what to do now because... They, for the first time in 13 years, have actual competition. Yeah. They no longer just completely dominate their key demographic. 
but like I was saying, I don't think that's a, a, a bad thing. I don't think it's... No, a it's whole, a good thing. It's yeah, a, I don't it's think a it's thing. a bell toll of doom for Disney, and I don't think Disney should... People, the narrative around Disney should be like Disney's washed, Disney's done for. Yeah, this no, 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 just means before. new innovation. They've gone through these dark yep. ages before. And 100%. Come out, and there will be one movie that comes out, and then they're just on a creative wave. Elemental. Yep. Sorry, that's Pixar. Is yeah, that? I'm very. That's Pixar. <laughs> no, but yeah, 100%. It just look. It just means we're gonna get a ton of innovation from all these different studios. Like Puss in Boots being a 3D and 2D animated movie is is so cool. Spider Verse being a comic book brought to life is awesome. Uh, I don't even know what you would call the the arcane animated style. Spider Verse like, and Arcane are also 3D and 2D mixed. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, Spider Verse. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but but like but it's just it's just so cool. <laughs> it's just there's so much creativity that's now being being brought to the surface. It's awesome. Do we want to talk about any of the limitations of this movie a little bit? Because we're, we're all not ranking it S tier. So like yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I if you if you had to I think like, for, characterize, just, I think for me it's the emotion. Like I'm not hit. I'm not moved by Puss in Boots the way I'm truly moved by something like Wally or Finding Nemo or Up. Which are my top three, and which are the top two in our list. Like I'm not. I, I what I've noticed is whenever we're talking about Puss in Boots, we're always talking about it in like this very hyped up way. That's like it's such a cool movie. What if it's you such like? An awesome you guys like Soft Paws and Puss and Puss is really. fine. It was fine. Didn't didn't do anything special. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. What I, what I would say in response... I liked Puss and Perito. I liked Puss and Perito. That, that was... Perito was shockingly... Relief. I was wondering if Patrick wasn't going to like it or no. I, that's what I was saying, is, is Perito is a character that should have been annoying, and he wasn't, and I was amazed by that. I didn't, um... I didn't care about him that much, but then when the, he went on, like, a curse word spree, I really liked Oh, him. that was so funny. Um... But what I was, I was just gonna waiting say... for him to make like a goat noise in any point of the movie. <laughs> just, like... Dude, also every every scene I don't where like... was talking See, about his backstory difference. was so good. I like good comedy. So the goats like imagine not like good comedy. <laughs> what if the goats had like like what if the goats had had like a fucked up backstory too? And they were like actually. I would have like... said good. I would have said good. Good <laughs> thing. Um, I'm convinced that Patrick will never be able to look at a goat again, like in real life. Yeah, it's I just a whole Spanish essay about goats, actually. Um, but what I was gonna say for me, why it's why it's not F tier, if I had to put a name to it, is um, you look at my my S tier movies, like when we did the finale. I think I had like five. I think yeah. I had Wally, Up, Tangled, Kung Fu Panda Two, and How to Train Your Dragon. Didn't you have, and, um, no, you had, uh, Pocahontas, or not Pocahontas, um, Pocahontas. No, what's the movie? What? You mean Mulan, the bottom of Mulan, our seat? And Mulan, Mulan, oh, Mulan, 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 Mulan. Yeah. I always, I always... And, and you look at those, those last four, um, those are movies that I grew up on, right? So th you, those inherently have a little more emotion to them. And you look at Wally and Up, the two movies that entered my S tier, later in life and those are very they're very different stories right they're made to be specifically um emotionally moving regarding certain topics they they don't rely as much on like the cool factor that puss in boots yeah. um it does rely on even if it does it really well you're looking at death and you're saying this guy is awesome right um 
And for me, unless I grew up on the Puss in Boots stuff, I didn't grow up on Shrek. I don't love the Shrek movies. I th- this is I haven't watched the first Puss in Boots. Um, I forgot there even was you a Puss in Boots. Did you watch the first one? No. I know I watched it. I just forgot what it was. So, underrated movie. I was... I remember I I remember not loving it. It's more like the Golden Goose, right? It's that thing. Golden Goose I remember and not, Yeah, I remember not loving it. Like I remember it, it being like kind of good. But like we not. Don't play to any of it in the second movie. Yeah, but, which yeah, by the way is I was great. Like, I don't think no, I need to watch it. But but by the way, I think they the, the not like talking about the first movie at all was such a smart decision because this is essentially a reboot of the character. Like I don't think anybody remembers the first Pussy. I Boots. remember the first Pussy. Boots, so. <laughs> okay, anybody okay. else? I don't think I anybody like outside <laughs> of Ethan Wagner remembers the first Pussy. Well, Boots. no, okay, so um, no, but I think it's important to talk about it actually because. No, yeah, just any, it, yeah, just to finish my point, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. To, to break into that S tier, I think it has to be a property that I grew up on that I also think is a great movie, or a movie that's made to be emotionally moving and successful. Yeah, I think it's the emotions for me. I need that emotional resonance, and as as much as I loved Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, it doesn't have that for me. Does anyone care if I spoil the first Puss in Boots movie? No, I don't. No, no. So the, the the driving plot of the first Puss in Boots movie is that like Puss is abandoned as a kid, and it's like raised in an orphanage, and him and Humpty Dumpty, the egg, um, are childhood friends who like grow up together and like protect each other, and like they're kind of on the outside looking in, and then like Puss like. Kind of like accidentally saves the town a little bit, and then like becomes the hero, and then so Humpty Dumpty like is jealous and shit like that because he's like getting abandoned. So he tricks Puss. I remember this yeah. into robbing the town bank by accident. Puss is thinks this he's before like before or after Shrek three. It's definitely after the first two. Um, yeah, I think it's after Shrek three. <laughs> Um, it's 2011, so yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's after. It's, uh, 86 Rotten Tomato, you know? It's like a, it, it wasn't, like, received bad at all. And I think it's, like, it would be more, like, B or C to me. Probably, like, like, it's not insane, but, um, yeah, he tricks, and so then he becomes, like, the, like, like, he becomes the villain because he, like, accidentally robs a bank. And then they like there's like a goose. I don't know. I forget what the goose does. But like the whole You're not you're not explaining me why this is a good movie. Well no, no. There's like a goose and like he lays golden eggs. And like there's like <laughs> Oh, okay. So 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 it's the godfather. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. And so um but it's more emotional than the first one. Because just the, to be wait, wait. Wait, wait, no, no, wait. The first one is more emotional than this one, or well, the this second one's, one's more, more emotional, emotional than the, the second? One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's be- wait, what? His- Which one is more emotional? The first Puss in Boots movie. Okay. Thank you. That well, I was very confused. First thing, Humpty fucking dies. Like, like, I forget like what this. It's like. It's not like like there's a giant. Does he fall off a wall? Wait, okay, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm like remembering this a little bit. So like, Ryan, Ryan, does he fall off a wall? Please tell me he falls off a wall. He falls. He falls. 
So, there's a giant goose, and then there's the small goose that lays the eggs. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they have the small... I forget, like, why the small goose is there, but the small goose is there, and the mama goose... But isn't this, didn't the small goose hatch from the golden egg, and, it, and like, that's the golden goose? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember... Is there a way to saw, expedite rem- this explanation? I'm, like, yes, remembering yes, 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 this movie. Jordan keeps on interrupting. So there, okay, wait, okay, everyone picture this. Wait, wait, doesn't, doesn't Humpty Jordan. Dumpty put on, no, 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 no. this is important, no, 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 doesn't Humpty Dumpty put on a golden egg suit so he can trick the mama goose into thinking that he's her egg? That okay, yeah, keep going. Yes, I remember, I remember this movie, yeah. keep going, keep going. No, so, so, so there's this insanely emotional scene where the, the giant goose is trying to kill them, <laughs> and, but she's trapped under, like, a rock. It's like a giant goose. It's a huge goose, and then and then Puss is holding the two ropes, and one of the ropes has a baby, the baby goose, hanging to his death. Oh my God, that is a big goose. And then the second rope is holding Humpty, who has betrayed him, but he's still his childhood friend. And then like shit hits the fan, and Puss can't hold both of them. And Humpty lets go and falls off the cliff, sacrificing his life to save the baby goose so he can give the baby goose to the mama goose so that they aren't mad. Dude, why is Puss in Boots going the Cars route of the second movie is so fucking insane compared to the first one? Like, first Puss in Boots movie, goose. Are you, that sounded second... tamer than the second Puss in Boots movie? <laughs> nah, bro. This is yes, whack. yes. Patrick, 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 Patrick. Are you listening Patrick, to that explanation? Patrick, Patrick, <laughs> first Puss in Boots movie, first Puss in Boots movie, giant goose. Second Puss in Boots movie, fucking death himself I just looked coming it up. It's for Puss in Boots. It's a very giant goose, though. <laughs> Patrick, this is cars. It's a big goose. This is cars. This is cars all over again. First movie is like whatever normal ish fairy tale. Second movie, death himself. You're backwards, bro. How am I backwards? Dude, who do you want coming at you? A giant. Who are you fighting? Okay, one v one. No, I just need no, you to answer. No, are you no. like aware of the scale of the goose, Jordan? <laughs> Dude, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. Like, stay, I'm looking. Stay wet. I'm looking. I'm looking up the goose, and this is. I'm going to add this in post. Pussed boots goose. Pussed boots goose. There's also an. <laughs> okay. Okay. So like, this is a large goose. Right? Oh, oh. Right? Who, who's in so the like, first movie wait. Now? Can I? Can I yeah. share screen? Soft pause is in the first movie, though. I think. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's the one thing they like keep together, but that's not really now. Helping Logan. Glad I remember okay. this movie so. So like. No, no, no. Let me just, like, share this this window. Um, share. Okay, can you all see what I'm looking at? It's loaded. Can you all see this? Yeah, it's Very huge, dude. dude. Yeah, so, like, okay, listen. The fuck listen, this is a... No, 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 listen. This is a big goose, but first off, I just want to look at this. Yeah, that animation choice was... <laughs> for a second. No, no, no. What? But, like, wait, you but think like... His... Wait, hold on. Can we just look for a second? You think his name is Puss and Boots? Is it not Puss in... Oh, it's Puss in Boots, isn't it? It's totally Puss in Boots. It's... It's it's totally Puss in Boots. Interesting. Oh, wow. Wow. Interesting. That, why would it be and Boots? Curious. The boots aren't a character. He's in the Boots. <laughs> dude, dude, 
Patrick, Patrick. I cannot believe you cut Easton. that on the recording. For all, wait, sorry, sorry. Listen. For all our, no, no, stop, stop, Jordan, stop. For all our uh, uh, audio listeners out there, um, um, uh, Jordan just looked up. Oh, Logan, perfect. There he is, Logan, Logan, Mr. Logan, Logan, Logan Dracos. Logan. He thought Jordan thought it was puss and boots, and not puss in boots. Interesting. Okay, listen, listen. I want to go back to the goose. Okay, Logan, who would you rather? Wait, have you, seen about, have you watched the first Puss in Boots movie? Have you seen I watched the first Puss in Boots when it came out, so basically yeah. no. Yeah. Remember, how but, but have you watched? Was? Have you watched? But no, no, pause, pause. Logan, have you watched the new Puss in Boots? No, no, he is not. Okay, do you do you care if we spoil it? Yeah, like a minor no, no, spoil. Don't spoil it. Like I'm like assuming, a little, like a little um, bit. Don't spoil. It. Okay, okay. Don't so wait. Then we should. Then we should wrap. Okay. Okay. I'm saying. I'm saying we should wrap this no, no, up. No, no. We don't have to wrap up. I was going to say. We can finish the the okay. last. I, I was getting to a place, and I kept on getting. Yeah, I was like, wait. Yeah, can we get to the place? I was going somewhere. Okay, basically, Logan, as you know, there's a giant goose in the first puzzle between. Ginormous. Sorry for reference. Hold on. Let me just. I just want to reference this, right, Logan. Right, Logan. Right, and right. so, uh, Logan, 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 that's the goose. Oh, you can't see the goose. No, can't. Can't. He can look up Puss in Boots goose. No, no. That's, can we, can that's the goose that we're talk. talking about. Like, yeah, I, I remember the okay. goose. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, it's big goose. Um, yeah. Big so goose. Like, the, the first Puss in Boots movie is a joke of a movie that is using the seriousness of their upbringing and their relationship to garner its emotional value. Right? Like, the whole movie's a joke. Just like a lot of the Shrek movies are. Like, where they're, like, cynically making jokes about, like, fairy tales. Right? But they're trying to pull that emotional value from that place. And I I think they do a better job. And I, I think Humpty and Puss's relationship is way more complex. And mm-hmm. I, I just don't think soft paws does that for me. And so like, when we think of like the three bears and Goldilocks and then uh, whatever Jack the, what, is it Jack the Ripper? What, what, who's Jack the, Horner. Jack, Horn, Jack Horner. Horner. Jack Horner. Was um, he meant Jack to be, it's not movie. Jack and the Beanstalk. No, what, what? No, a, it's, it's, it's the guy who puts his finger in the thumb. Why have I never, I had never, uh, dude, I had never heard of that fairy tale until I watched Pussy. I've vaguely heard of it. It's John Mulaney. I had never, well, I guess they actually make a joke, but it's a nursery rhyme and not a fairy tale. They actually, yeah. 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 You're you're really. (laughs) Am I lagging? No, you're fine. No, okay. So, so yeah, I just, there was something missing emotionally there for me. And that's the one thing that I think the first movie did better. Um, biggest puss himself, I think, is complex enough, and I loved. And we we talked about it. I'm not gonna break down like this in front of Logan, but we we talked about it. Yeah. Um, I just and they're going for it right with with soft paws, and I think they're close. But I think there was like, and they also go with it with Perito with his like tough upbringing as well. They're just like there was there was that one component missing for me to break into that S tier. So I I, yeah. I would firmly I agree with that. I, I think any of I us are arguing for S tier. No, yeah, I know. I know, I know but I was, it's I, interesting to like think about why it kind of missed for me. Yeah, I, I do think though, if they make a third Puss in Boots movie that further expo- that further explores they the ideas. They should bring back the goose. Or... 
Well, no, I'm I'm trying to be very vague here. That that like that like explores more Puss's relationship with the villain of 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 Last Wish. I think Puss in Boots three, if they really focus on that, could be an S tier because no, that I know you're is a very say, I've seen, like, seen this shit before. I, I think it's yeah. much more likely we get a Shrek five, especially I guess probably right. um that that Puss in Boots is in a Shrek five. Um, yeah. But especially because if about... you look at the financials, like all, all of the Shrek movies are, are way more financially successful than all of. It's just more of a it's more of a name movies. franchise. It's just more of a franchise. Yeah, it's like, I Puss mean, obviously, has it's, always... it's the original, yeah. but also just like the trajectory of this new Puss Puss in Boots movie at the box office has been really interesting because it did not do well at all opening weekend. Had a tragedy. Yeah, yeah, dude, because no one knew about it. Yeah, I saw that. And it's I saw done, that. and it's done nothing but get better to the point where last week uh it, it went up from yeah. the previous weekend, which, which like never in its happened. fifth weekend when a movie it should has, not happen. In a fifth weekend when a movie has already been released on home video, it, it not should not happen, it doesn't happen. Um yeah. so I, I think like the unpredictability of Puss in Boots versus the Shrek movies, which are just like money makers. Um, yeah. yeah and you got the hype back. I think I think Shrek Five. Yeah. Would would. Uh, everyone would go watch it at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and but Shrek that could. Um, Shrek Four was a little weird too. So like, it's like. I did not like Shrek Three. Like or Shrek. Bad, like yeah, I think they were in need of Shrek Three was a masterpiece. Shrek Four was a little tough. No, Logan, Shrek 3 is, Shrek is terrible. Is a masterpiece. Like, like Shrek, Shrek 3 is atrocious. No, no, no. Dude, dude, Shrek 3 is like Shrek 3 one of the worst Shrek 2, Shrek masterpieces in the world. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just say Shrek 3 is better than Shrek 1? <laughs> Shrek 2, Shrek 1, Shrek 3, Shrek 4, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, like Loki, that's. Like, yeah, so you think three wait, wait, of wait, the wait, Shrek wait. movies are masterpieces? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is one of the best franchises of all time. I feel like we've already discussed this. Interesting. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, yeah, Which Shrek was not first? on our. Two. Yeah, Shrek, Shrek two. Yeah, I know. Shrek two. I think yeah. Shrek one. Loki, I, I have Shrek one is the first one. But we like, if you right. want to listen to our Shrek discussion, go to the season two. I don't think we go... had much Shrek discussion. I'm about to... I don't think we talked about a lot of Shrek. Yeah. Haven't talked. Uh, but do we want to talk about Glass Onion? Do we want to get to Glass Onion? Because we can, I mean, we can get to Glass Onion. Yeah, Wagner, don't leave yet. Wait, to, like, before we get to make Glass sure your Onion, audio uploads. Yeah. Um, yes. Before we get to the last time, <laughs> yes. Just for five minutes. For five minutes. Um, oh my god! Oh my god! Yes. About, yes. You know, just to conclude 2022, but, like as a, it's kind of what we're doing. We're talking yes, about yes, 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 hundred percent. We're yes. literally missing Avatar. We're missing Avatar because someone won't. No, we're talking about Avatar separately, bro. I know, I know, I know, I know. No, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Somebody's, wait, wait, pause, pause. Somebody's, won't watch the movie. Pause, 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 pause. Somebody's echoing. Oh, Wagner, it's you. You're echoing terribly. Me? Like, I could hear, okay, now you're good. No, no, now you're good. You fixed it. Whatever you just did, you fixed it. Keep okay, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, we gotta, we, we gotta talk about Avatar eventually. But, yeah, two movies I will I watch, watch it tomorrow. Yeah. Just, uh, Smile. Really good horror movie. Um, just, just wanted to put it out there. You guys should watch Smile. Really fucking scary. Well done. Yeah, I, I, I'm a, I'm a big. Villain. It's just. Yeah, it's, it's a really I'm a big well horror. Done yeah. 
No, I'm a I'm a big horror movie fan, like huge. And so I've I was hyped for Smile. I just never got to see it. Um, I also I don't know if any of you saw it. Uh, but I would like to before because I think Magaro, you want to talk about Violent Night, and I would also like to talk about Violent Night. But before we get to that, kind of staying on the horror would, movie track, uh, the men. Can we not like quantitatively no, no. talk about Violent Night because you guys have talked about it before? Yeah. And no, no, I just want to say I know. I just want to say one thing. I, I know, I know. I just want to say one thing. Uh, the menu is really good. And would highly recommend watching oh, it. it. Um, it does. It does not go anywhere near where you think it's going to go. It, it, it like there is a switch that is kind of predictable, but where that switch then goes is really unpredictable. Um, so I like, highly um, recommend the menu. Is it like the movie where like the people turn into horses at the end and like? You weren't expecting them all to turn to horses in the end. The menu that the, the Rafe finds on your Taylor Joy. I have no like idea what comedy. you just said. Uh, no, wait, I would no, not you call know it what? a comedy. It's like definitely not a comedy. It's definitely um, a dark comedy. You, I'm saying, dude, I watched. I watched the movie. I promise you, there is nothing funny about that movie, like at all. Like okay. it's like like Death of Stalin is a dark comedy and a great. Is it like movie. Sorry to uh, Bother You? Is it like Sorry to Bother oh, You? Oh. No, sorry, no, no, no. It's definitely like, like more, more normal. Uh, just watch the menu; it's very good. Um, and then what I wanted to see and did not get a chance to see is Barbarian, which looked really good as like a standard horror movie. I did not uh, get but, a chance to see it either. Yeah, I know very much uh, that it is not standard, though. Yeah, I've heard. No, I've heard that it like that it like goes crazy, and that's why I really want to see it. Did you guys um, get talk about like, every, everything ever all at once if you were doing a twenty twenty two recap? We did not. I we feel can, like though. you have to. I, but like, I but hold on. Is this wait? Is this episode <laughs> becoming a 2022 recap? Because like, well, we can like do that. Recapping. Well, that's just what he's uh, I can give. Let me give two very very quick um, recommendations then, because um, so I I really like both. Um, the, these are kind of uh, not everyone has watched them. Both the Nola Holmes movies. Um, mm. The, the second one came out towards the end of 2022 and I watched it and they, they're just really nice oddball uh, mysteries with fun performances because it's really cool seeing Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes and Millie Bobby Brown. I haven't watched Stranger Things, but a lot of people really love Millie Bobby Brown. Um, so that, that Enola Holmes 2 came out and was good. And also over the summer, The Sea Beast. Um, and oh, I wanted to watch that animated Netflix movie that got a lot of flack because it was compared to How to Train Your Dragon a lot, and it has some similarities to How to Train Your Dragon. But I think that's, I think that's being too harsh on it. It, it was a really solid movie. Um, Carl Urban is in it, um, and the animation is gorgeous. So I, I want to throw in in terms of recommendations super quickly, Uncharted. Um, it's it. Uncharted was just a very fun adventure movie. It was fun it's just enough. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> it right. it's a fun adventure. No, no. <laughs> if you're like looking for a like turn your brain off adventure movie, it's that. It's do worse. You could do worse with turn your brain off adventure movies, dude. You dude, could. I, that I, would not be a movie I, I would recommend that people watch. Okay. Um, yeah, but I'm actually going to go however, out there and say I recommend not to watch this one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. That bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Um, and and real quick, just a plug in case you're living under a fucking rock. 
But to the surprise of literally not a single person on the face of the earth, wow, okay, The Last of Us is incredible. Like, 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 actually, so no, 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 Patrick, Patrick, you no, 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 the Last of Us episode one is better than the entire final season of The Walking Dead. Probably better like, than. But the like, is it? But like, I feel like I should just play the video game instead. No, no. Actually, I was talking to Patrick about this. No, I think you this. should. I the, think you should watch yeah, the show. The I was talking stuff. to Patrick about this. The portion of the game that episode one covers is done better in the show. Like, the, it's it's missing certain things and it adds certain things, but overall it is a better... The, what they cover in the show is better in the show than so this watching the game. the show is easier than playing a game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know, I but I'm look, saying, like, Last of Us is, like, a really, like, important, good game, and why would I, like... No. Why would I watch, like, a zombie show that's, like, pretty good instead of, like, playing one of the greatest games, very most, good. like, influential no, games? No, Logan, Logan, no, Logan, 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 I'm never going to play the game. I'm never going to play the game no. if I watch the show, you know? You don't need Logan, to play Logan, the game watch the show. It's a story Logan, game. Logan, Logan, you, you saying it's pretty good, like, I need you to understand that as it stands, it's the highest rated show of all time on IMDb. Dude, every and, like, single show that ever releases is the highest rated show of all time. No, no, but Except episode for, like, two every is show awesome. beside the highest rated one. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, no I'm saying it. Dude, there's one episode. episode. There's one episode. No, no, there's two there's because episode be two. two. Yeah, episode two is also at a 9.9 .9 out of 10 on IMDb. And the Dude, thing is, it you just remember. released. It just released. No, but Logan, Logan, you gotta remember. Reviewers you can't trust user-based like critics that, like, right when it released. Just started tearing up the NFL. It's a, Dude, it, Logan, Logan just it, refuses to accept how. Logan, Dude, Logan, it's, it's how literally like say, it? like Logan, if you Logan, drop Logan, a show Logan, and a bunch Logan. of people like it, like it, they're gonna go to IMDb and rate it. Like you can't Logan, use a Logan, user Logan, based Logan, website. Logan, 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 Logan. How many times in the history of Excelsior have Patrick and I seen perfectly eye to eye on something? It's very like, good. Dude, like, all right, my it's personal so opinion. good. My personal opinion is that I want to play The Last of Us at some point in my life, okay, and I don't want fine. the story spoiled play, by watching the show. That's fine. That's fine. Play that's the not game. Spoiled. That's just first off. It's you're not, experiencing yeah. this story. No, Logan. Logan. Here's what I would say. You, the Last of Us Part One comes out on PC very soon. So if I were you, play the game on. Like, play the game. He doesn't right? have a PC. He has an Xbox. Okay, well then you can't play the game because you, you need either a PC or a PS5. So like, dude, I'm, I'll play the game at some, some point, point, but I don't like want to watch the story. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Well, I'm not going to spoil the story. Like, I, it's my favorite game of all time. I'll never do it. I'm just saying the show is so good, and at some point we'll do an episode like talking about it when it when it's done. But okay. like, like it's so good. Um, I'm going to go. Then, well, can I, we'll, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to go, like leave because I'm not. Okay. I, don't, I don't watch Glass Onion, but. Um, okay. Well, do you want to touch on Violet Night? Do you guys want well, to touch on I mean, everything ever all at once more than Violet Night? I would Night, love please? to. I would I've love never to watched that movie once. either, so I'm going to go before you guys talk about it. But okay. Okay. just okay. to conclude my my piece in in this podcast, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Violet Night's great. It's funny. We, we've already talked about Jordan Loki. Um, yeah. It's really funny. Watch uh, Violet Night. Was, was, was Puss in Boots your favorite movie of the year, Patrick? No. It was like my favorite. No. Well, it, it wasn't mine either. I'd put it as, I'd put it as, could I, yeah, hear I would, yeah, I would say third or fourth. Yeah. What, what I, 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 would, I would say it was like, 
hovering around um sea beast though with re in retrospect i probably like puss in boots a little more than sea beast um avatar and then top gun for me it's for me it's uh the batman number one top gun yeah, number the batman two. wasn't even close <laughs> okay so for me the batman was number one Top Gun's number two. I need to see Avatar, but with Avatar not there, I think Puss in Boots is probably number three. Guys, this um, is implied like, with uh, Avatar is Thor, Love, and Thunder number one, right? That's like implied. Of course, of course, of course. Okay, That's okay. not funny. Just making sure. Thor is yeah, number one, know. and then there's everything else. Yeah, yeah. Give me, like, I think, looking back at the year of movies, I think Top Gun is, is decently overrated. I've officially landed really? on it. I think you would need to rewatch it to say that. I think you're an un-American like, bad person. No, no, because I, 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 I'm not disrespecting your thing. I legitimately think if you want to say that, you need to rewatch it. I like Wagner. Wagner, I rewatched it two weeks ago, and like low key, there's a chance it's actually better than the original. No, it I, is. It is better than like, the original. I didn't say okay, that. fine. I didn't say it's not I think it's better than the original. Yeah, like it's, well, like, really it's so good. I really the original. Um, I just don't. I think I think Puss in Boots and Avatar are better. So I think it's like my like fourth or fifth. I don't die on the hill of. I mean, it yeah, is solidly. Like, no, that's my what I'm saying. saying. Like, I just don't think it's the best movie of the year. That's what I, I'm just saying. A tad. Oh, that's it's not, it's not mine either. It's, it's not mine either. I don't. It doesn't pull crazy emotional. I don't. I don't, I don't think that's being overrated. I think like, like the difference between like one or two and four and five like, know, is I'm not saying, a big enough gap to just a, tad, a tad overrated. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. Maybe. It didn't pull. It's a super insanely cool movie, and it, it lands similar to me in Puss, as Puss in Boots, where it didn't. It also missed for me a little bit emotionally, and the more I thought about it, the more I kind of. Oh, no, me there Wait, weren't I have any a movies this year that landed emotionally like that. I have a question for Avatar. Patrick. Hit me. Uh, I, I I liked Avatar I, I, a lot. But it didn't I hit me emotionally. That was the best movie of the year for me, personally. I, I have a question for Patrick. I, I feel like Patrick would know the answer to this. Do you know how they filmed the dogfight scenes or any of the flying scenes in Top Gun? They because spent, I don't, they and I would love to know they how. They spent like a year figuring out how to put a camera in a in a plane cockpit in the jet. So cockpit. it's actually so it's an act. They're actually flying a, a, a plane. Well, or, or, Tom Cruise is cockpit. flying. The others are in a okay. cockpit. With somebody that is so so okay hold on, hold on pause so Tom Cruise is I'm flying an leave. actual fighter jet. Go ahead. Okay, fine. Okay. I'm gonna leave. Have fun talking about Glass Onion. Um, call me back when we're talking about Avatar. So Glass Onion, yeah, Logan and I watched it together, and I, I think we both had the same reaction, which is like. That was not a good movie. I have two criticisms of Glass Onion. That's all I want to say. Um, criticism number one is kind of minor, but still vaguely important, which is that if you're going to make a movie with 10 characters and seven of those, and you can make the movie with 30% of them, then the other seven need to be entertaining. And I did not think that everybody, that like the seven characters in, in Glass Onion that you don't need for the movie to work were entertaining. Um, that's number one, but uh, albeit fairly minor. Number two is a bigger one for me, which, and this is like the one thing that like I actually think takes the movie down several notches, which is at the height of tension in the movie, they kill all tension in the movie. Um, and so spoiler alert, but for those who have not, for those who've seen Glass Onion, as we know, when Janelle Monae's character is shot and you think she's died, they immediately take you to the flashbacks. 
and so you learn what's been going on. And for about 40 minutes, there is this really long, arduous explanation of everything, which not only kills the entire mood, like Logan and I literally turned to each other and we're like, what was happening in the original story before this? But when you watch the movie and you see Janelle Monáe's character, the sister, walk down the staircase with the red envelope and everybody reacts like, oh my God, how is this possible? You as the audience member are not in there at all because you've already gotten that explanation. And so I was watching, I was like, God, it'd be so much better if they took that flashback and moved it to that scene. So you actually keep the tension. You think she's been killed. The tension builds and builds and builds and builds. And then when she walks down the stairs with that envelope, you, along with the characters, are like, oh, my God, what's going on? And then you get the big reveal. And that's the big thing for me that kills this movie is it like you just kill the tension halfway through. And it just doesn't like ever get better than that. And so it's that really just feels such me. a dumb. Every time I hear you explain uh, it, it's how is it a dumb point? How is it a dumb it's point? It's not called killing. For, it's releasing the tension that they built up. But Patrick, they don't build the tension because they, they release build the it instantly. That was the whole, that was like the entire scene in the dark in the mansion. That was the entire thing. It was just building tension. Logan, give me, Logan, give released, me your, give no, me your. No, no, I'm speaking. <laughs> and then they released it with the Janelle thing. And you like to say your little, oh, what if they moved that scene? What if they moved the flashback? Yeah. You would have been in the scene. The point is not for you to be shocked by that scene. The point is for you to be in on the smugness with Janelle Monáe's character. The point is for you to be laughing at Edward Norton's character. That's the entire finale of the movie, is for you to understand how laughable Edward Norton's character is and for you to, like, sort of get the billionaire, like, Elon Musk thing that they're doing. But like, I think you, you can, I think you can that, do that regardless. No, no, no that no, I think you're is done really well. You're, you're not laughing smugly at him. You're not feeling the same thing at all if you don't know that she's alive. That's not... That's not the emotion that would be. No, 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 no. I think, I don't think, I think you can get the laughing at, you don't even, you can get the laughing at Miles Braun without the smugness. Because that scene where Daniel Craig and Benoit, Benoit Blanc takes you through, and this is, by the way, the best scene in Glass Onion and like a masterwork in the film is all of the little nods to the idea that Miles Braun doesn't have any original ideas. That scene is done so well, and I love that. And I wish that that level of cleverness had been applied to the rest of the movie, because that is brilliant. And that's so well done, and you are laughing at Miles Braun during that scene and during that reveal. And I, I love that. It's just this other big thing but that I have. the point is but, Janelle Monáe's character. That, like, is the... Because that's the one with the actual relationship to Miles Braun, who has been personally affected by what she did to her sister. Like, you're just missing, like, I, I don't like to be that guy, but you're missing the point. Logan, what do you, what do you stand? Um, I have one major criticism of it. And obviously, like, I was a little bothered by some of the writing, some of the characters. Like, like there were little things here and there that, like, I, I didn't like. But the big thing for me was that I felt, I feel like when I'm watching a mystery movie, especially one like Last Onion, where there's a huge reveal, I think it's a cop-out that they literally changed how several scenes transpired. The the one that like kind of broke the 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 fourth like the fourth wall for me was when um I for, I forget the character names at this point, but like the big bulky guy is like watching um the girl from oh, yeah. uh, like have yeah. sex with the billionaire guy, right? And then like behind him in the original scene you see um you see James Bond like watching them. I I know I'm messing this up, but 
and then, but when they go back and they re-explain the entire thing, they literally add Janelle Monae into that That's scene. And she is like, like in the first scene, it is the exact same shot, but you only have Daniel Craig. And then later you have the like same scene, but it's like explained differently, but they literally changed what like happened and like what, it, it wasn't was a like a subtle thing. Scene, I'm pretty sure. What? No, 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 no. Logan's no, it was right. the exact the same, same shot. No, no, Logan's right. Janelle Logan's Manet right. peeking out with him. And they did this multiple yeah, times yeah. where literally like what happened in the scene on screen changed. And I feel like that takes out a lot of the magic of a mystery movie because part of it is like thinking back and being like, oh, that was really clever. Oh, I missed that. Right. And they do that like with certain times, like I'm sure with a lot of the behaviors of Janelle Monet, if I went back and watched it, I'd be like, oh, okay, I see that now. But several times they either change dialogue, they change what's happening on screen to like make their storyline work. And it just feels uh, yeah, like, 100%. it feels a little lazy. The fact that they couldn't like use a different camera angle and then like make a reveal. It's it just, it, it's annoying that like, I couldn't have possibly like seen that because they literally changed the composition of the shot. Yeah, no, yeah, 100%. It, it reminds me, I'm trying to think of like, this is not a mystery movie. I'm trying to think, like, I'm trying to think of like a movie that like does what Logan's saying, but does it well, where you can like think back to previous scenes. Knives Out doesn't do it. Um, but but you you understand the concept that I'm talking about. No, we don't 100%, need to like, give examples. 100%, yeah. And so that was yeah, something no, that think, really bothered me, and it felt like lazy writing, to be honest. So Patrick, I don't know yeah. if you have a response to that. Uh, I mean, I'm just like, I, I don't know. We might have to cut this. I'm looking at the scene because I think you're wrong. I don't want to like be that guy, but uh, I want to actually check. Wait, after, yeah, after official review, like, the, all right. So what I was saying, like, the, the, it was a different part plays, of the scene. Plays been reviewed. Yeah, but uh, no, no, no. But I do. Think I still feel like there's some, some lazy memory. writing in terms of how yeah. facts are presented in the first timeline versus the second timeline. But that's all. no. I think there is definitely still some merit to the idea that like having two different timelines in your film, and that being the reason why like the mystery is solved is sort of a dissatisfying feeling like the idea that like even if it's not literally shot for shot replacement that you could not possibly have known that like she had a twin sister right you could not possibly have known that uh janelle Monet was hiding behind there or that she was in in cahoots with benoit blanc right i think in order to make a truly great mystery film there has to be some way for the audience to maybe not figure out everything, but at least start to get on the right track. <laughs> or like, right? yes, and I, I think can't get on the right like track that. at all. I think you can I sort think that of might be get a on the idea. No, like, <laughs> no, no. I think you can get on the idea, obviously, that Miles Braun, um, that, that she didn't die by suicide, that like she was murdered. And like, maybe you can sort of sort of figure out, but, like, you know, she, she is, was like the founder of like this company, whatever. Like you can, I think you can sort of get there, but that's not the mystery, right? The, uh, you know, because the first half of the movie is is a red herring, no, um, which I think is done stuff well. Like, but, like seeing Miles Braun hand the glass to Duke, you can do stuff like hear all of these stupid euphemisms and phrases that he's using throughout. No, and that's movie. that the like, euphemism. The euphemism in yeah. My dad was like, "That's not a word." When I was no, that stuff. Ten. That stuff is really smart. I just wish that instead of. Being but that like, is what you're talking about. Like, I, I, I don't like. I don't want to push on this, but I've yeah. never liked this argument of like there was no way to figure it out. There shouldn't, to me, like, there shouldn't be a way to figure out 
everything. Like it, it's not just you don't not need, it's not just you don't need to be able to figure out everything. There should not be a way to figure out every single part of the thing. There should be a way to figure out some of it, and I think you can figure out the important stuff when it comes to the mystery, which is Miles Braun, the guy who committed the murder. Here, here's yeah. a great example: the the sixth sense, right? Arguably the greatest. Okay, if you're going to bring up, like, yeah, the greatest twist, one of the greatest. Twists, no, like, no, 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 no. But but I want to say like what makes not what makes me so good, but a really interesting thing is if you rewatch the movie knowing the twist, or if you watch it for the first time. What you can notice is that the kid never speaks. Sorry, Bruce Willis does not interact with anybody except for the kid directly, right? He does not speak to anybody except for the kid, and nobody else acknowledges his existence after that first scene. And, like, that's the type of thing where are you going to notice that on your first watch? No, because your focus is on the story and, and the kid and whatever. But if you notice that, that you can figure out the movie like that, right? Like you, like you can be like, hmm, that's a little weird. I wonder if there's something going on with Bruce Willis. And so you're not figuring out the whole reveal, but you are figuring out an essential component of it. Uh, and like, yes, I understand that's the greatest twist of all time. It's, it's also unfair like to compare you're talking to that. about yes. a movie with one reveal. Like the only thing that Fair they enough. have to lead you towards is that reveal. Like you're asking for them to lead you towards Miles Braun, for them to lead you towards the sisters thing. If I, if I could also Fair. offer another parallel, um, I don't know if you guys have seen 12 Angry Men, again, referencing one yeah. of the greatest mysteries ever, but like <laughs> every single twist in that movie feels earned. And at the very beginning, they lay out the details of the case and you can start guessing. And then since you already have had that information, the reveals feels just so smart and earned. It's like, oh, how did I not see that? Oh, like, yes, that makes sense. And I obviously, honestly, I haven't like reflected enough on Glass Onion and on all of its twists and I haven't even watched it twice. But it just, those those twists feel a little less earned. And I think that's the result of well, I the think, I mean, I think not knowing you, how to transition. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think you kind of hit it on the head. There's no feeling of like, oh, how did I not see that? That's such a good twist. Like, I mean, Logan, we watch it together. I, I nope when, they, when they're going through the reveals, I feel like you and I were more like, oh, and less like, oh, of course, right? And, and like that feeling, I wouldn't say it's like, you need that <coughs> to be a great mystery movie. But there is something really nice as a viewer of having that feeling of like, oh, that's so clever. That's so smart. How did I not see that? I don't think as the opposed person I've to, had that. I don't think that's what I, I need are to going for. I need and to rewatch it. Like I have not. Your problem with them, then that's. But I like the first knives. No, I felt like knives out. Daniel Craig had like a very good reveal scene that I felt was earned. Like the but final. But it didn't scene make me go. Oh, everything. how did I not see that? It was just. It, it no, was, but I think, but I think, I don't know. I think Knives Out one, and I need to rewatch it to like be able to articulate why this is. Knives Out one just felt a little clever. It just felt a little. Well, I like, agree. Smarter, right? But I, I'm saying like all, all these, like a lot of these flaws that you're naming, I like they're also things that do not happen in Knives Out one. I, I need, I need to rewatch Knives Out one because I have not like, seen. I, that I, since I agree that the good stuff in Knives Out 1 is better than Knives Out 2, and it's not like I thought Knives Out 2 was a perfect movie. I think it takes like an hour to actually get into its story. Um, yeah. But I, I think a lot of these criticisms, they, they're not making much sense to me. I think it, I think it might also just be that the Glass Onion storyline is a bit more fantastical, and so it, um, 
it like accentuated these flaws that are probably present in both movies. Yeah, and yeah. I think Glass I Onion that. is missing a central emotional character like Ana de Armas. Yeah. Because you're not yeah. following Janelle Monet until the second half of the movie. Which is yeah. like, I'll again, I, I think it was a really, I, I thought it was a really good movie, but I didn't think it was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I also think, and this is like just like a super minor thing, like the, the whole destroying the Mona Lisa thing, I get the purpose, like I get the purpose of it. And this is like, maybe like, I think about the science of movies way too much, right? I get the purpose of it. But also, if you're destroying the Mona Lisa, you're the bad guy. Like, I'm sorry. I, I don't care. Don't, like, they, like, that was just, I felt kind of stupid. All right, Patrick, uh, oh, also, do, you, do you want also, to talk about what no, they no, did, no. right? And then we can wrap this up. Also, yeah, all I, of them I, died. I'm, I'm just saying, when, when that house explodes, all of them die. That was it. I just wanted to... All right, continue. Patrick, well, if you I want to, like, one, some... one more negative in that I also... Uh, I, I think the biggest, the biggest negative I could raise with this movie is the level of satisfaction in the end. Because the whole, like, end is built off of, like, sort of some imaginary future court case that you don't see where they like call out edward norton and stuff and like you you get it but i don't think it's quite as satisfying yeah. as like anna de Armas raising the mug you know um what do you think of daryl a fine little side bit i don't know he wasn't great um but i think that if they were going to go the direction that they did with um daniel craig's character and stuff being like a lot more hokey and leaning into some of the Benoit Blanc isms. I think a lot of that stuff worked just as well in this. Movie oh, hundred percent. As it he did was great in, in the yeah. first knives out when he shows up in that blue and white swimsuit yeah. with the yellow bandana. Right? I was, I was, ca and for reference, I got to see this movie like a month early. I got to see it in a theater with my friends. So that might've added to my enjoyment. Um, of it compared to you guys who watched it on Netflix. Cause we were in a group of people that were all like a lot of people that were super excited to see this movie sure. and that naturally like helps your experience. So there also might just be some jokes that like flipped the other way for me on whether or not they were funny because of the context I was watching it in. No, I, I loved uh, Daniel Graves performance as Benoit Blanc. And I, I, I would, I'm even though I didn't like glass onion, I'm still excited for Knives Out 3 because of how much I love Benoit Blanc. Yeah, I, I also think that, like, uh, I touched on it. Like, I actually think the Edward Norton stuff is really smart because um, he, like, he he said he wasn't taking the piss out of any billionaire in particular. Just he wrote a billionaire and things sort of worked out the way that they did. But it's it's really smart social commentary talking about billionaires in that way when you literally saw like in the week that this movie came out was the Elon Musk Twitter stuff where you're sort of pulling back the veil and you're like, are these people as smart as we're being led to assume? Um, and I feel like Ryan Johnson sort of just gets, gets humans in that way. Um, and he said he just writes people the way they see them. And then the actions like follow in real life. He doesn't make the actions like he doesn't write the way that people act in his movies. He just sort of writes the people and then they act like that in real life. Um, and I, I think that worked really well. And it was like not subtle at all, but didn't also feel like it was beating you over the head because it made sense as the villain. So I, I really did enjoy this movie. Because the, uh, the mystery stuff also worked for me. I didn't mention that. Like if it didn't work for you, it didn't work for you. But. Yeah.
if you want to end on a positive note, I'm a huge Wes Anderson fan, personally. Like, Grand <laughs> Budapest Hotel is one of my favorite movies of all time. And so anything else that feels like that, I'm game. And Knives, the Knives Out universe feels like Wes Anderson's imagining of a mystery story. Um, and so I, I really enjoy that, even if I didn't enjoy a lot of aspects of Glass Onion. The, just the vibe of the movie really hits with me. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see what else. Have you seen this new show by Ryan Johnson? This no, mystery it's on show Peacock. on Peacock? I'm not getting Peacock. I'm yeah, I, I have it, so I, I might check it out. Um, yeah, we'll see. Is that it? Are we uh, are we done with, with our glass? Yeah, in, no, for me, we kept it tame. We did keep it tame. Do we want to briefly touch on everything everywhere all at once? Like, oh, Very yeah. briefly, overall yeah, thoughts. Yeah, actually. I kind of do. Because um, I watched it way after the hype. I watched it after I saw Glass Onion. It was like late I watched December. it like a month ago. Yeah, and um, I, for it's like a two and a half hour movie, and for the first two hours and 20 minutes, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And as a big fan of like sci-fi and multiverse stuff, I think this is really, really cool. But I don't think this is nearly as good as like everybody was making it out to be. And then in the last 10 minutes, when like, you know, the spoiler alert and, and trigger warning for, for suicide mental health, but the movie is, is a, uh, what's the right word I'm looking for? Not metaphor, not analogy. Allegory. Allegory, allegory for uh, suicide. And that really like resonated um and i and i thought the ending scene between the um between jobu tabaki and her mother was so well done and so emotionally perfect but i was like yeah okay this movie's awesome uh, i still don't think it's as good as everybody else is making it out to be because it has a great ending but the other two hours and 20 minutes are not as good as everybody else is saying um, and there are parts where you're just like, like you're confused and it's just like, it doesn't quite make sense until it's just like, where it's a bit like too much tenant syndrome where like, it just does not make sense soon enough. Um, but overall, it's a really, really cool movie. It's a, it's what multiverse of madness should have been yeah. not to like keep harping on how bad multiverse of madness is, but like the way the multiverse is, it's by far the most original uh, structure of a multiverse I've ever seen in any form of media. Um, and I, I thought it was really, really, really cool. Pretty well done with an awesome, awesome ending. So yeah, those are my overall thoughts. Like, just a really cool movie. Yeah, for me, it's a, it, it was a movie where the parts were a lot better than the whole. Um, yeah. To me, a lot of people love, love, love this movie, and a lot of that is that the the daughter character, the relationship to the mother or, or your parents, it resonated with them. Which, personally, I have a healthy relationship with my parents, so I can't, I can't really um, relate to that. Which, I, I don't know, um, no, I, I can't really speak to that stuff. Um, but I thought that it was a movie with some great characters and clear, like, creative um phenomenons when it comes to the people working on the movie um that just as a narrative was something i felt like i had seen before we've seen movies before with parents yeah. and children characters and they're not getting along and then they have to figure it out and but like it, it's it's something we've seen before and i don't love any of those movies right so i was never gonna love everything everywhere all at once but i do think like 
when it comes to looking at specific parts of the movie, I'm not sure if there is a better scene in any movie of last year than when Wayman is talking to Michelle. Oh my God. I, 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 as soon as I stopped talking, I thought about that. Uh, Kei Kwan's performance is unbelievable. Yeah, I, I don't want to say his name because I don't know how to pronounce his name. I think that's how I pronounce it, but apologies if I got um, wrong. But he's amazing. Like, probably the best performance of 2020. That, that moment was when I was like, oh, this is why this is people's yeah. <laughs> favorite movie of this year. Like, it's still not going to be mine. It's not even going to be top five, but like, yep. This is really good. Um, this moment right here, and if the whole movie were like that, it would be one of my favorite movies of the past decade. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think uh, what I really took away was that obviously, like the ending is incredible, and like it made me feel emotions, <laughs> which like not every movie can do. Uh, and so I, I tip my hat to that, and I think that. A really big thing that people talk about with this movie is how it manages to take a story that is so crazy, convoluted, like like different than anything we could imagine, so unique, and make it just so simple and so impactful. And I think that's uh, something to obviously give it credit for, but I personally can't like ignore the fact that it was convoluted and messy yeah. and it took too long to get to where it was going. And so I, that ruined a little bit of my enjoyment of the movie. Uh, and so I have, I'm like in a little bit of a medium between like the people who really liked it and the people who really hated it uh, because I, I did think it was incredible. And it like, I was, I was tearing up a little bit at the end and I want to call out one scene that I thought was particularly good uh, before we wrap up, which is the rock scene. The best scene. Oh yeah. It's not be yeah. best scene in the movie, like top three scene in the movie. Like there's yeah. so much craziness going on. You're taking in so much at once and like you're bouncing around universes. Then all of a sudden it stops. And not only is the interaction between Joba Tupaki and the mom really genuine and clarifying, it gives the viewer a chance to catch up and process everything. And that was like the turning point in the movie, at least for me, for what, for when I went from what is going on, like, this is like too much. They're not doing this clear enough. And then I understood, and then the rest of the movie was incredible. And so I really, I really yeah. liked that scene. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. All right. Well, with that, that is a wrap on this week's episode of Excelsior. And yes, Patrick, this time it is actually this week's episode because we have been on a release schedule. We have been doing it well. Three we literally, uh, literally, no, literally, literally an hour before Less I recorded, we recorded this. Literally an hour before I recorded this, I uploaded. The episode for this week, we're on the release schedule. You should listen to if you haven't let. It's a great little preview of Kerbal Space Program 2 for everybody who's excited about that game. Um, but uh, but yeah, this was good. That's a wrap, and we will see you all next week with something. Bye-bye.